This episode is brought to you by Case Knives, a tradition of my family dating back to my granddaddy, and by Folklore Brewing and Meadery, quite literally the best brew in Alabama, and by WNC Original Music. The music of the Carolinas and of the nation, my buddy Ron Taylor curates the music for this podcast every week, bringing you exceptional, exceptional music that will bless your heart. WNC Original Music Podcast. Look them up today. Give me a home where the buffalo roam And the deer and the antelope lay Where seldom is heard a discouraging word And the skies are not cloudy all day Deer in the antelope lane Where seldom is heard A discouraging word And the skies are not cloudy all day Oh, you are listening to Sean of the South Coming to you live on a Friday night I'm your host tonight, Sean Dietrich Coming to you live via the podcast Airwaves and the radio waves All over this fine nation This episode is brought to you by Case Knives, a tradition in my family dating back to my granddaddy, who once said the best cure for idle hands was simply to sit down and build something. So keep your hands sharp with a Case Knife. How often at night, when the heavens are bright, I see those flickering stars. Have I laid there amazed and asked as I gazed If their glory exceeds that of love Oh, oh, on rain That's nice Where the deer and the antelope lay Where seldom is heard a discouraging and the skies are not cloudy all day The music you hear behind me tonight is Blue Mullet Bluegrass Band from Fairhope, Alabama Joe Regan on the fiddle, David Thier on the dobro Cheryl Gilbert on the bass, Mark Gilbert on the guitar And John Young on the mandolin Not just good musicians, but my friends the episode also brought to you by Folklore Brewing and Meadery Quite literally the best brew in Alabama Visit FolkloreBrewingandMeadery.com Oh, give me a home where the buffalo roam And the deer and the antelope play That's nice Where seldom is heard a discouraging word And the skies are not cloudy all day I think I just sang this verse somehow Home, home on the rain the deer and the antelope lay Where seldom is heard a discouraging word And the skies are not cloudy all day
That's nice. Blue mullet bluegrass band from Fairhope, Alabama, and the boys serenading you on a Friday night. A Friday night. This episode also brought to you by Midnight Shift Coffee. MidnightShiftCoffee.com. The official coffee of Pensacola's finest. Pensacola's finest being the Pensacola Police Department. A buck from this bag of coffee goes to support the Riley Foundation, which helps to fight childhood cancer. Ironically, that's what our show is kind of about tonight. Uh, It is about the men and the women who not only fight against childhood cancer, but maintain the spirits of those going through it. I was wandering through Children's Hospital, uh, I'd say maybe about a year ago, with my buddy Howard, who serves as a greeter at Children's Hospital. He helps lead people from point A to point B. Children's Hospital of Alabama is a hospital that has done some incredible things for children, not just with cancer, but all sorts of problems. Howard was leading me through these corridors, and I was shaking hands with nurses. This was back before the quarantine and the coronavirus, when nurses were still shaking hands. Uh, And one of the nurses looked at me, and she said, All right, uh, now that we've shaken hands, we're going to have to wash, and I'm going to tell you uh, some nurses' advice. Don't touch anything above your head. Don't touch anything above your head. This is... This is uh, how we prevent the spread of germs to you and yourself. And then she gave me a mask, and she gave me gloves, and we toured that little hospital. It was wonderful. There was a man there who dresses up as superheroes. Batman, I think. He he, uh, mostly dresses up as. I think he dresses up as Superman sometimes. He's a police officer, an Alabama police officer, and he is there to make kids smile and laugh. While they go through the worst period of their life. Of course, it's not just the kids who go through the worst period of their life when they have childhood cancer. Pediatric cancer also affects the families, the mothers, the fathers, the brothers, the sisters, the cousins, the aunts, the uncles, the grandparents, the friends, the school friends, the teachers, the librarians who love their children so much, the Sunday school teachers, the friends at church, everybody is affected. This is a, a, a tough time for families to go through, but I'll tell you one thing. After all the stories that I have read and heard about these kids who go through these, these periods of their life, I am, I'm struck with the idea that these children are not just children at all. These kids are cowboys. They're heroes of our Western world. They are heroes of our world. And so we like to dedicate this show to them. We're not here to make them feel sad. We're not here to bring them down. We're not even here to make you cry. We're here to bring a smile to the face of the children with cancer. And I'm talking primarily about a boy named Ben, a boy named William, a girl named Lainey, a child named Wally, Seth, and Jake. These are people who I know will be listening to this, and these are people who I I swear, I hope that they understand what a cowboy they truly are. So get that Stetson out, uh, children, put it on your head, crank up your little Bluetooth speaker radio or headset, headphones or cell phone, and let's go back to the old west. We're going to start with something here by Mariachi Nuevo Sonido de Mexico. And the thing you need to do to get these guys to start playing for you is give me a cowboy call. I want to hear it. All you children, all you people sitting out there riding in your minivans on the way to your 9-to-5 job. Give me your best cowboy call. I'll start. Yeah! 
This broadcast is brought to you by Sunshine Organic Salsa. The salsa with a kick. Willie, pass me uh, them beans if you would now. Sure thing, Butch. There's plenty to go around. I'm, I'm trying to cut back. Cut back? What, what are you talking about? Well, I've noticed my chaps are getting a little tight, and you know how cookies always add an extra bacon to those beans. It's like he wants me to get fat. Oh, Willie, you ain't fat. Well, thanks. You're just extremely bloated. Well, you, you see there now, that's exactly what I was talking about. I'm, I'm tired of looking fluffy. I've, I've been looking into diets. Diets? What, what kind of diets? Well, Suzanne Summers has a great book called Hydrate Your Way Down to Your Ideal Weight. What's the catch? No catch. It, it just looks like she's recommending a diet of pretty much water and, uh, well, that's it, just water. Willie, you'll starve to death if you try to live on just water. Well, well, it's either that or the Mesolithic diet. The, the mes, the Mesolithic. What? It's like the Paleolithic diet, only it came about a thousand years before the Paleolithic diet. And what's the Paleolithic diet? Well, my daughter and her husband do it. It's basically where you eat like a paleolithic man, and you, you skip shaving, and you just generally stink all day, you know, just like a caveman. And whenever you want something, you grunt real hard instead of using prepositions. <laughs> well, that, that sounds easy enough, Willie. Yeah, yeah, but the mesolithic diet is even older than the paleo diet. They call it meso for short. All right, so how do you do it? Well, from what I understand, you feast on the meat of the carcass of small reptiles. <laughs> That's disgusting, Willie. Well, yeah, and whenever you want to get some exercise, you just go out and run around naked. Naked? My word. Well, well, not not totally naked. They they sell loincloths for thirty nine ninety nine, but you know how it goes. They're always trying to make an extra buck. I don't get it, Willie. Why not just go run around with your clothes on? Well, because the sweat glands have to completely open up by being exposed to rich, dense oxygen. And you can only get that when you're naked. Willie, why don't you scoot away from me a little bit, Bartner? You're, uh, you're getting a little close on that log there. I guess I could just go vegan. Uh, what's vegan? It's when you eat the same way people do in the country of Vega, I think. Vega? Where's Vega? Uh, north of Czechoslovakia. Uh, Willie, I believe they call it the Czech Republic now. Or, or I could go keto. Go what? Keto. You know, it's where you don't eat bread or grains or sugars or carbs, and you make everyone in your immediate family feel like ponce gum if they eat these things in your presence. And that works somehow? Well, I don't know, but i got to do something about all this weight I've been gaining. It seems like I get a little bit bigger each week. So why don't you just eat a little bit less? 
I guess I could do that. I just, I just don't really have the willpower. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. But you know what? I got an idea. What if we got Cookie to start making food with fresher ingredients? I mean, it is about time he stopped using those crummy ingredients he always uses. What do you mean, crummy ingredients? Well, I mean, for one thing, take this tomato slop. You ever noticed how horrible this stuff tastes? Oh, yeah. Now that you mention it, it is pretty bad. Yeah, well, that's because he uses canned salsa instead of using sunlight organic pecani salsa. What's the difference? Well, sunlight organic pecani salsa is made with fresh organic ingredients and herbs and spices by folks in San Antonio who know what pecani salsa should taste like. Why, this stuff Cookie uses is made in New York City. New York City! (laughs) This broadcast is brought to you by Sunshine Organic Salsa. The salsa with a kick.
read a few uh, few letters uh, gathered by people who work in the field of pediatric cancer and by by cancer patients and survivors and parents. Um, this first letter is written in very very young handwriting, if I could <laughs> if I could describe it. Uh, very nice young handwriting, but young handwriting. She writes, my beloved sister. Life is not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. So I hope you brought your dancing shoes. Because now is your time to open up your soul and let the rain cleanse you. Allow your arms to stretch open and let yourself fly with the wind. And don't worry, because you won't be alone. Dancing takes two people. As your partner, I promise to be here for you. So let my words pick you up when you are down. I will think of you always guiding your feet into a rhythm of courage. All you have to do is have faith and spin with the music. So I ask you now, may I have this dance? Love, your sister. of leukemia meant the end of what I thought was normal. Normal life. Normal family. Normal school. I didn't realize at the time, but the beginning of leukemia also changed not something, but someone else. Now she's strong and as brave as can be, smart as a whip, and a top student, patient, and knowing and kind and true. When she stumbles, she gets up and keeps on going. My life has been changed, but so have you. You are my sister. You have been strong. I love you, sissy. To whom it may concern, I am six years old. This is all my money, and I want to help kids with cancer. Thank you for your organization in helping kids with cancer. I am sad for all of them. Love, John. Dear Santa Claus, it's me. Rosie again. I was wondering if uh, you would give me five bucks for a cookie. Uh, the cookies are for kids with cancer. I'm so thankful for you, Santa. Thank you from Elf on the Shelf and for my named stockings. Please give me that five dollars. I'm 10 years old, and I've been growing my hair since I was four years old. And you know, I wondered what to do with it. And so I thought it would be great to give my hair to people and kids who lost their hair to cancer. I just can't imagine what it feels like to lose your hair or to have cancer. So I just cut 13 inches off my hair so that you can make beautiful wigs for anybody who needs them. I sure hope they feel better and happier 
I don't have to suffer because of cancer. Maybe my hair will help them a little bit. To the wonderful angel, who I don't know. I don't have her name to thank her. And I did want to thank her. So I'm writing this. You don't know how much I appreciate the amazing, generous gift that you gave me. The Target gift cards and the Bass Pro Shop cards. I love Target and I love Bass Pro Shop. Now I'm excited because I can go and buy some things I want for this summer. Thank you so much. This gift came at a perfect time. Life can be so complicated being in the hospital and having to worry about money is a shame for my mom. Thank you not only for the gift. Thank you for worrying about me with love and hugs. This song that I'm about to sing is a song that was written in 1882. Old, old, old song. A song written with interesting lyrics. It's associated with the West, but it's also associated with smiling and singing, even though you feel like crying. This song was sung in 1979 when Pope John Paul II came to visit the West in Mexico. Mariachi bands gathered in front of the huge crowds that were there to welcome him. And they played this song for the Pope. And they did it again when Pope Francis visited. It's a song that was written in 1882. Originally written to lift the spirits. When literally translated from Spanish to English, it is translated as sing. Don't cry. Now let's see if the boys and I can pull this off. De la Sierra Morina, cielito lindo, vienen bajando. Un par de ojitos negros, cielito lindo, de contrabando. De la Sierra Morina, cielito lindo, vienen bajando. Un par de ojitos negros, cielito lindo de contrabando. Ay, 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 canta en llores, porque cantando se alegra cielito lindo los corazones. Ay, 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 ay. Porque cantando se alegra cielito lindo los corazones. Through dark and stormy nights you wander, wondering where, where will you land? Where we go, 
And does anybody care? The bird who flies in the store Must remember there is one Who watches his flapping wings And will guide him to the sun twice or not but i would certainly be willing to try uh you know i learned this this accordion this instrument here uh, this ugly squeeze box on my chest i learned this when i was just a kid uh, my granddaddy told me that it was a great way to great way to pick up chicks uh, he was wrong he was dead wrong you want to pick up chicks you got to learn how to play the guitar all the cowboys know how to play the guitar uh, the guitar is is a wonderful instrument because you can take it wherever you go, and it's light. This accordion right here, this sucker weighs about as much as a Buick Roadmaster. And this is a small one. This uh, this is a 36 base, which is kind of a rare... No, it's 32 base, uh, which is kind of a rare number. That's the number of buttons on the left. Uh, they come in all sorts of sizes. The one I learned on was a 12 base. There are only 12 buttons over here on the left. Uh, and then I graduated to to a 24 bass. Uh, I have one at the house that was uh, that is a 120 bass. There are so many buttons on there. I can't. I couldn't possibly play them all. Uh, also have a 64 bass accordion that somebody gave me. That's the thing about that's the thing about accordions. When you are an accordionist, everybody will give you an accordion. That's because nobody can get rid of these things. I'm serious. I've been giving accordions uh, right and left. Right and left. People are always trying to uh, to give me something that belonged to their daddy or belonged to their mama. Uh, this The 64 bass one, I believe, belonged to a friend of mine's mother, and she was an accordionist. Accordions kind of disappeared. You know, it's kind of it's kind of left uh, from our culture. The guitar has been here to stay, also another Old West instrument. But the accordion, uh, an, an iconic Old West instrument, uh, the accordion was was in the the band that played behind uh, uh, Roy Rogers. Yes, there was always an accordion. I believe they were the Rainbow Ranch Band. There was always that sound, that accordion, squeeze box gum. Then it disappeared. Why? Doesn't make any sense. Is it just that ugly of an instrument? I mean, is it true what they say? When you die and go to heaven, they give you a harp. And when you die and go to hell, they hand you, here's your accordion. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I can tell you one thing. The accordion has led me to 
various uh, to various places that I, I did not expect it to. Uh, I used to do construction work, and a lot of the guys in Northwest Florida who do construction work are from the Old West. A lot of them are Mexican. Now, you probably noticed all the Mexican music I've been playing today. I developed an appreciation for Mexican music on a construction job site. These men would wear cowboy hats to work, and they'd wear these tool belts slung low around their hips, and they could crawl all over the 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 uh, rafters that we installed uh, for the commercial roofing company. These guys were skilled, skilled in ways that my people are not. They could crawl all over everything and do it with a happy heart. That's another thing about that culture. Way out in the old west and around Mexico, they did it with a happy heart. Amazing. My people, we are always complaining about stuff. We're always complaining about, uh, especially on job sites, we're always complaining about so-and-so left so-and-so or so-and-so's been doing so-and-so wrong. Or my buddy Andy was saying that his uh, his wife had fallen in love with an Elvis impersonator and left him and got married in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, but but this Mexican culture, the culture of the Old West, the culture out there of the cowboys, is a happy one. It's happy in in the face of immense trial and tragedy. That's not just something I'm making up. That is that is legitimate. Well, the reason I tell you about these guys is because they were the ones who started me wearing my my old cowboy hat uh, when I'd show up to work. They wanted me to. To, to dress the part they wanted me to block the sun because it gets hot in here here in northwest florida and so they would tell me to wear my my hat well i had a hat i kind of felt silly wearing it at first but then i noticed i was wearing it with a bunch of other guys who were all wearing hats and, and i didn't feel quite so silly i felt like a real cowboy well then it got even more of a feeling deep inside my soul when they asked me if I would play with the ranchera band. Musica ranchera is a kind of music, uh, or musica ranchero. I'm not even sure. It might be, might be masculine there. Is <laughs> a kind of music that they will play on ranches. It's a music that originated way out the west, and it has as its featured instrument an accordion. I, well, there was nobody here in Northwest Florida who was foolish enough to play the accordion. <laughs> because why? You certainly can't pick up chicks that way. So they asked me to be a part of their band, the Ranchero Band. I said, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I can do it. For one thing, you all speak another language, and I know all your buddies and friends, they all speak that language. And they told me, we want you in our band because you are a cowboy, and we are the cowboys, and we are all cowboys. I, this was, oh my God, no one had ever told me I was a cowboy. What? A cowboy? Well, I looked at myself in the mirror that night, had my little 32 bass accordion strapped to my chest, my cowboy hat on, just slightly askew to the side. And I said to myself, Soy un vaquero, soy un vaquero. This means I'm a cowboy. I was just trying it on for size. Well, the first party we ever played at, uh, me and this band, 
was at a quinceaneras birthday party for a 15-year-old girl. This is a major rite of passage in, in Old Mexico and out in New Mexico and out in Arizona and Texas and all the places with strong Latino cultures. Uh, this is a big, big deal. Well, I showed up dressed in my nicest clothes because they do not half this. They do not show up to a party uh, half-heartedly. They show up to their party <laughs> dressed up in a snakeskin duds and silk suits. Um, one of the guys had his hair slicked all the way to the side with what looked like industrial pump lubricant. And he was wearing a silver silk suit that, that reflected the light. He had a belt buckle on about the size of a serving platter. He had snakeskin boots. And all the other guys were dressed kind of accordingly. And I showed up with my gray tweed pants on, salt and pepper, that I had last worn to a funeral and suspenders and a necktie i did not wear my cowboy hat because i just felt like that wasn't very dressy well they had one for me a straw cowboy hat placed this hat on my head everybody's setting up their instruments on the stage i see people gathering in this backyard this huge backyard there's a lot of trailers around parked and all the men were wearing these cowboy hats and they weren't just Mexican men. They were white men. They were black men. They were, they were young kids. Girls. They were all wearing these hats. Interesting. Never seen something like that before. I was a cowboy. My word. A cowboy. When the band had finished setting up all the instruments, we had a guitar, electric guitar. We had a... A drum set. We had a bass player. Somebody was playing a uh, a vihuela and a guitarella, and then there was me playing the accordion. We kicked up with a song, and all I was supposed to do is a certain. There's a certain rhythm that you do on the accordion. It's just it's called a trill. It takes a single note um, and it sustains it. Let's see if I can uh, illustrate what I mean here. Sitting down, this is gonna be hard here. Last part, that's that's what it is right there. That's, <clears throat> I think they call that a trill. I'm not real sure. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not uh, the world's most accomplished accordionist. But it led me to the Old West. And there I was, part of a real Western ranchero band. And there were men and women out there dancing the Texas dances. They were two-stepping. Dosey doing, twirling, swinging their part around and around. And there I was on the stage playing a waltz. would finish playing that was the bellows you heard there every time we'd finish playing that band they would clap for themselves and they would scream and they'd hoot and they'd holler we played a few mariachi songs and when we played the mariachi songs everybody 
and I don't mean just the folks in the crowd. I'm talking the guys in the band. We're hooting and hollering and making, they call them Los Gritos del Mariachi. It's the shouts of the mariachis. They were shouting and, and making these happy-go-lucky yeehaw sounds, which is where we trace the cowboy calls back to, was to the vaqueros. The vaqueros were Mexican cowboys. These were the original cowboys. And their shouts, their shouts were to the cattle, but they were also played in the cantinas when they would unwind and listen to their music. Well, it was quite an experience. And we played this song that I just sang for you, Cielito Lindo. It's uh, it's an it's an iconic song. You don't want to go to a gathering like this uh, without hearing it. But I did my best to play it. I'd never played it before at that point, and I butchered the song. After we were done, they played a few more, and it was uh, it was time for me to take a break. And I got off the stage, and when I was getting off the stage, there was this little old woman there. And she had made me some some food, a plate of food. Golly, there was so much food there. And I looked at this plate of food, and she pointed to something, and she said something in Spanish. I had no idea what she was saying. She pointed to something else, and I had no idea what she was saying. And she handed me this this drink. It was white, like a, a khaki-colored white, like milk. She said, horchata, horchata. It was like a peanut milk. Oh, my goodness, sweet rich she asked me then if I wanted to dance well I looked around and I didn't see anybody else who could take the the blunt of the weight for me and when the Mexican band saw me come up to the dance floor with this little old woman they smiled her name was Chatita at least that's what they called her well she took me by the waist and I held her by the hand, and my hat was on, and the band started to play a waltz, and we moved in unsure footsteps, because I'd never done this before, didn't know how to do it. She guided me across that dance floor. She guided me, this woman, and I looked at her skin. She was, she was weathered from life. She looked like she had been around. Beautiful woman, purple dress, purple heels. She was still short, even with those heels. I'm guessing maybe four foot nine. And we twirled. And more people took the floor. Young people, old people, little kids. And you could see all these cowboy hats just swimming around. You saw flashes of belt buckles and boots on this makeshift dance floor. And the band was playing underneath cocktail lights. And I looked up at my friends and they were winking at me, smiling. I looked down at this woman I was dancing with and she had her head sort of pressed against my chest. It was special. It was my first moment into the world of cowboys. And it wasn't anything like I thought it would be. You know that? See, I grew up watching old westerns and I, uh, reading old west novels, the little ten-cent ones to get out the drugstore, Clarence Spin, uh, books with 
you know, with strange names like Stranger from Utah or, uh, you know, vampires and cowboys meet aliens. <sighs> yeah, but this was different. There, there were no six shooters. There were no stallions. There were no, there were no fights in a downtown at high noon. There were no crooked sheriffs. There were no outlaws running around. There were people, and they were eating. And a lot of these people had no money. And so at the end of the party, after we had finished dancing, a few of the guys in the band turned over their hats, and they started passing them around. And these hats, these upside-down hats, started making their way through the entire crowd of people. And I saw folks reach into their wallets and their, their pockets and throw in money. I'm not talking little money. I'm talking dollar bills, lots of dollar bills. Kids were reaching into their pockets and throwing in handfuls of change. When the hat got to me, I reached into my pocket and did the same thing. And I asked one of my buddies in the band, I said, what's this for? I said, is this for the birthday girl? He said, oh, no, no, no. This is just something we do for the people who need help. I say, what do you mean? People who need help. He said, oh, well, many of us, we are poor. And we help each other. Well, this wasn't anything like the cowboys uh, I had <laughs> grown up with who ate a whole lot of chili uh, and didn't help anybody, especially if they stood too close to them after the chili dinner. This was something else. This was something else. These people were giving money to each other. Well, there was a woman in the back. She had a few kids. And these hats made their way through the entire crowd, jingling and rattling with change. And they made their way to this one older woman who I had been dancing with. She took these hats and she dumped the money out onto the ground, right there in the middle of God and country. And she started counting it. The band was still playing. Everybody was laughing and happy. Nobody was somber and sad. And she she moved all this money into different piles. She had piles of dollars, piles of quarters, and, and nickels and pennies. And when she was finished sorting it, she took these piles and she walked them to certain families. And she went first to that woman with her children. Kind of a youngish woman, I would say, maybe early 30s. That's young to me. <laughs> As she handed up a stack of money to a little short, kind of portly looking gentleman who had a few kids hanging around him. and He was holding a plate of food and he was eating and she gave him this money. And then she went to another man and she, she gave him some money. Interesting. Cowboys. They weren't anything like I thought they'd be. At the end of this party, when it was all said and done and all the band was packing up their, their musical instruments, it was dark, the crickets were out, the ambient night was all around us, and it, it was very wet. The dew was falling upon the grass like it does here in northwest Florida. It gets very, very human sticky at night. The frogs were croaking. The stars were hidden by that thick layer of clouds and humidity that gathers above us every night. And the boys removed their hats, 
and they were sweaty underneath. And they looked at me, and they said, Felicidades, eres un vaquero ahorita. Bainan, congratulations, buddy. You're a cowboy. Wow, me? A cowboy? It had nothing to do with any of the things I thought it would. You know, I always thought being a cowboy meant <laughs> shootouts and sorrels and stallions and saddlebags and racing across the Sierra Nevada and kicking open saloon doors and shooting bad guys up and breaking up poker games and chasing outlaws across the West. Being a cowboy meant taking off your hat and filling it with something that'll help your neighbor. Being a cowboy meant gathering together with your friends and your family and smiling and laughing even though life beats you down. And in that moment, I realized that my granddaddy might have been wrong about accordions picking up chicks. But it certainly didn't hurt when it came to being a cowboy. Oh, it has been a pleasure coming to you live on a Friday night. I do enjoy talking to you, so it is one of the high points of my week. Appreciate you tuning in. This episode was brought to you by Case Knives, a tradition of my family dating back to my granddaddy, the original cowboy. I carry his case knife even with me still, along with my father's butter yellow double-bladed case knife. And by North Alabama, visit northalabama.org or hashtag visit northal. Also by my buddy Ron Taylor at WNC Original Music, who curates the music for this podcast every week. Oh, home on range, that's nice, where the deer and the antelope play, where seldom is heard a discouraging word, and the skies are not cloudy all day. Oh, that great music here behind me right now is Blue Mullet Bluegrass Band from Fairhope, Alabama. These guys are my friends. Also want to say a special thanks to Stephen Hoover, Gina Weatherford, Jake Dillard, and Josh Shepard. These guys make this thing happen every week. And without them, you would just be sleeping without the sounds of my voice to sleep to. So that's something to thank them for. <laughs> oh, give me your home where the buffalo roam and the deer and the antelope lay where seldom is heard a discouraging word and the skies are not cloudy all day home home on the range where the deer and Seldom is heard a discouraging word, and the skies are not cloudy all day. I also want to say thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart to anybody who has suffered from childhood cancer, or who has been touched by childhood cancer, or who has been a hero involved for somebody suffering from childhood cancer. You my hero. You 
and I do mean you. The doctors, the nurses, the technicians, the parents, the brothers, the sisters, the mamas, the daddies, the cousins, the aunts, the uncles, anybody who gave a gift card or a few bucks or cut their hair or said a prayer for a child with cancer or the Riley Foundation who donates all their time and energy to making the lives of children with cancer a little bit easier. Thank you. You're my hero. Oh, hold on the range Where the deer and the antelope play Where seldom is heard a discouraging word And the skies are not cloudy all day have a great week.